Curating Boise is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to Curating Boise, the podcast that celebrates the hustlers and the shakers, the ones that took the short route of being their own creative boss right away, or the ones that left their corporate jobs like me, your host, Katherine Wojcik. It's Catherine here, um, working up our third podcast here for Curating Boise. And today I'm following up with my good buddy, Eric Bell. We're going to crack our beers real quick. And we want you guys to grab a beer too, or if you want to have a whiskey, it's never too early for a good whiskey mm-hmm. on the rocks. And chill out with us for a little while. We're going to talk... Good vintage today, specifically um, talk about to Eric about how he got into the vintage clothing business, um, talk about our picks together, some of the obstacles that we run into when we're out on a day. We think we leave in the morning and we think this is going to be a really good day and maybe it's not. And why is that? So, yeah, grab your beer, um, sit back and give us a listen today. So how's it going, Eric? It's going pretty good. Good. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. It was a it was a good day. Like I said yesterday, I literally did not leave my house except nice. to go from the back door to the garage. That so is, I like, could use one of those. Yeah, you could actually. <laughs> you were in your shop until, as you said this morning to me, what about ten mm-hmm. at night? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you're expecting to be home probably around seven. By the dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. So Eric has this really, really cute border collie named Cotton, and she's adorable, but she's also still very young, so she requires out time yep. and, and fetch she's time. Very uh, schedule-driven. Yeah. Well, they're smart dogs, for one, so mm-hmm. they know, but they also, she can, she'd be okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, I think fine. we put that on ourselves a little bit, too, but yeah, I know for you being out late last night with customers, but... That's the thing with Eric's shop, Bills on Broadway, which we mentioned in episode one. Um, Eric is by appointment only. Salvage Sisters and Son next door open most of the time, Tuesday to Saturday, 10 to 4, unless we decide we're going to go pick, Mm -hmm. like we've decided we're going to do tomorrow. Yep. So you're closed tomorrow. 
close tomorrow Same for everyone. <laughs> no, no one show up. I won't be there. <laughs> we'll be on the road. Yep. But yeah, but Eric is by appointment only. And yesterday he had a, a few appointments mm-hmm. and then it seemed like some went a little bit late. Mm-hmm. So Eric is, I would say, well, your passion, of course, is vintage clothing. There's other things we talked about peppered in your store mm-hmm. that are aesthetic, you know, to the store. They're, um, you know, period correct items. Um, if you're going to have a um, clothing rack, it's definitely going to be a vintage clothing rack. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be something out of JCPenney's or anything like that. It's going to yeah. be, it's a thought out item that you procured or yes. found or something, right? Definitely. It's going to be from, you know, made by someone that had no idea how horrible clothing racks would be and how horrible clothes would be. So it was right. made. You know, back when the clothes that I like to put on it would have been on it. Right. And the clothes, like the clothes that we find now, really, I feel are feel quite light. So like, you know, the material isn't mm-hmm. as sturdy as it was, you know, oh, back yeah. then. Right. Yeah. So the clothes that you have in your shop, if you put them on, say, a rack from JCPenney's Pipe Bend. Yeah. So look at. Also, like a lot of the bodies, yeah, that clothes are going onto. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it sort of makes sense the way that yeah. things have gone downhill. Yeah, because of like you know some of the people that wear like the brand new clothes. Not everyone, of course, but right. the body type sort of changed. Sure, especially Definitely. in America. Since oh yeah, about nineteen. 19- 45, it's definitely changed quite a bit. Right. And I would hate to say like a farmer body versus <laughs> a swimmer body or something, yeah. but they're, they're just the average person. Everyone's different. Uh, you know, we won't get into body types, <laughs> but anyway, so Eric, I know that, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, when we were younger, of course, I'm much older than you. Um, so for me, when I was younger, um, say, fifth grade, I remember, you know, growing up and thinking digging through trash cans was actually pretty cool. Oh yeah. Because I would find say an old hat. I might find, um, I don't know, an eraser or a ball or whatever it was. And I was going to take those items and I set up a little shop on my the front porch of our house mm-hmm. and I would sell that stuff back to my friends. Yeah. And they'd be like, God, this is so cool. Where'd you get it? Oh, the trash. Yeah. You know, like I went through the alley and like was digging through the trash. I'm sure maybe you weren't digging through trash cans. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. You were looking for stuff too, right? Yep. So when I was in fifth grade, how old does that make you when you're in fifth grade? 10? I don't even know. Yeah. 10. So is that about how old you were? Eight to 10 where you were like starting to already know what was super cool and Uh, old and wanted to grab it and yeah not with clothes so much but I remember specific times which I mean this kind of shows that I've dug through trash a lot longer than just when I was like 10 and still do Mm -hmm. Um, oh yeah but uh I remember when tapes were kind of like taking a shit and CDs were coming in mm-hmm. I would find really great tapes in the trash and then oh, when yeah. like you know, cassettes right yeah. yeah and then when CDs were dying you know yeah all of a sudden there's like these cool a ones ton and of CDs so not even just clothes but like 
Well, things that could be <laughs> reused. I mean, stuff. useful stuff. Like, I, I mean, never would have bought this, but since it's sitting here and all and I have to do is like brush some Taco Bell meat off it. I or some take it. coffee grounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I I'm know that you are a, I think this is the right term. I, I always ask you guys as skater. I mean, it's, yeah. they're skateboarders and, and rollerbladers, but yep. rollerblader, I don't know. For one, rollerblader, it's a little long, and but. It's not really, when you hear rollerblading, you kind of picture something different. Something but dorky, for sure. Skater, rollerblader, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> Any of it. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So you, you skate. You skate. Yep. And you're a really good skater. And I've seen video and stuff, but I know that you had told me too, as you were youthful, you're in your youth and you're skating around and stuff. It was also, you know, you were skating, you were skating and kind of, I guess, like out of bound areas. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you started finding stuff doing that too. Right. Yep. Definitely. And that also kind of became so through skating, um, the type of skating that I did and still do, um, you get yelled at a lot and sure. you know, you're like, unfortunately you grow up trespassing and as a lot of people see it, vandalizing mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But all you're trying to do is like quickly film something on this handrail at a park. Sure. Not a skate park, never a skate park, but no, but like a rail of a, church yeah, exactly. or a grocery store or yeah. something. And little did I know um, at the time, whenever we would get kicked out, whether it was like a business owner or a cop or whoever, um, my friends would always just like stand back and I would have to be the one to talk our way out of it. <laughs> and I always kind of hated that. But I think because of that, it helps me a lot now today for sure because i'm still oftentimes you know you're a lot, by yourself a lot too though like yeah. you because you like to get in your car and just go oh yeah so you but are by people yourself are like, and what you are yeah. you doing mm -hmm. knocking on my door yep like i live out here for a reason why mm -hmm. are you here how did you find me yeah and then it just comes back to being 13 years old talking to a cop about why we're you know 10 of us are skating this yeah. at the school or whatever. Right. So it was uh, a little foreshadowing. Yeah. I mean, I think that's good. I think that, you know, for, you know, me thinking about my trash digging days, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what else to call it because that's exactly what I was doing, digging yeah. through people's trash, finding things that I would look at and go, I can sell this to my neighbor for 15 cents. Yeah. And that's 15 cents that... I could use running down to the store, Beethoven market on the corner and buying my fake pack of cigarettes that I would walk around thinking nice. I was pretty cool doing. So, yeah. Um, mm. But trash digging transpired into my, my love for the old, the repurposed, the mm -hmm. stuff that, you know, you find in my shop. Yeah. Um, for sure. So you and I, um, I know that you and I, we've done a lot of door knocking together um, I'll, I'll touch back on that because that'll segue us into what we're going to be doing tomorrow. But anyway, um, I wanted to ask you, I know I've been with you on a couple, a couple of trips where you've found some really amazing finds and we may have talked about that briefly mm -hmm. on the first episode, but to you, what has been 
and it doesn't have to be denim. But what's been your very, your most treasured find so far okay. in all of your time? And I know it's going to be hard because all of them are good. Yeah. When we find something, we're like, this is it. Yeah. But what's been your best one so far? Um, we touched on that a little bit, like you said, and it was a different question, but kind of yeah, similar group. Um, one of my favorite things that I that we literally like found found mm-hmm. uh, was the one in the barn. Really? And I, yeah. Wow. So, so I feel, it's I funny feel that you know, which one I'm even I, talking I do. About. I but do. We were yeah. out not too far, not too far from, from home. Here. Yeah. And um, in a small town that I've already, that you'd already been through like, to pick. Yeah. Like pretty furiously went through it. Um, first time I was there, uh, so went into this barn, the guy says, you're not going to find anything in there. It's been cleaned out. Like, fuck. How many times have we been told that? We always find stuff though. Yeah. Yeah. But then I see like a little cuff, a denim cuff sticking out of the dirt. And I'm like, oh man, maybe it's got a cool button. I'll right. take it just because it's a button. So I pull on it and like the whole jacket comes out of the earth. Wow. And so I was like, oh, wow, it's a World War II era U.S. Army denim jumper, like a great jacket. And so when I, after I found that, I was just like searching. I was like on top of the hay bales, like looking through the cracks and digging through sand and looking behind every board and just everywhere in that barn and didn't really find anything else left. And then maybe like a year later, you and I are in that area (laughs) and I'm like, there's this barn. I found a great jacket in there. Might be something, Catherine, that you might find a can or something. You might find a cool oil can. Yeah. Cool oil can or something. And then I go through I enter it the same way that I had entered it prior and I start looking around for stuff for you, Mm -hmm. but you went in a different way. There used to be a tree that blocked that entrance. Well, it was a pretty, I mean, I had to somehow make myself thinner, which (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Like move the rock and literally squeeze through that. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, look, Eric, this looks like, Denim. This looks like denim. <laughs> and so I peek over there and like instantly know what it is. And it's just draped over like a, just a log on the side. Yeah, it was um, weird. And they were like World War II era Levi's 501s, which are really cool because during that time, all of the American companies were rationing. So it's like. They didn't okay. rivet the pockets. Right. Because they were, was a shortage of rivets at that time yeah, or any, yeah, any kind of metal or, or steel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then uh, like the little arcuate stitch on the back pocket um, during that time, instead of actually it being stitched, it was painted or like screen printed essentially. Right. So instantly I looked at those and I was like, fuck, these are like, Early 40s, 501s. You were very excited. And I you you were. You were like, oh my gosh, these are, oh my gosh, if these are what I think they are, 
holy shit. Yeah. The, the whole, this whole day, this is it. Yep. And they were a great size and very dark. Yeah, blue, they were. Like still so much indigo left in that cotton. That was a cool one. I've definitely found stuff like more valuable and, you know, more unique and all that. But that's one that for zero dollars to turn it into what I got right. from it from a good buddy. Yeah. That was a crazy one. And I remember when we got home, you took off, you went back to your house, you, long day. We, we drove a lot of miles that day. We mm -hmm. were gone all day. You even took another picture and you're like, these are even better yeah, than I thought I they were. I some of the yes. dirt off them and shit. And I, was like, I honestly oh, cannot man. believe it. And then when you told me that the price tag on those, I literally almost pooped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was like, no way. Oh, yeah. What the heck? But I will say. It I I have a lot of admiration for what you do in the vintage world because, I mean, I get butt hurt when I don't come across cool stuff, you know, cool junk a lot. Yeah. But I think it's much harder to find the clothing. So like that, I mean, it that is. we'd been gone that by the time we got to that spot, I bet it had been five hours at least. Oh, I'm sure. Right. Sure that we a had lot been. Yeah. And so you figure we may have gone seven hours with nothing mm -hmm. and then boom, yep. you know, here you, you come across stuff. I mean, I think I had a couple windows or something that day too, yep. which were really cool. I mean, they were 1900s, you know, you really got, early. Oh, what else was, did I get that day? I think. I feel like I had something else. There was something cool. with a very cool branding on it. Like, uh, maybe like, a, what's it called when there's like, in like maybe the twenties, you would buy a thing of rope. Yes, I think that's what it was. Oh, a, a big bundle of the like like a jute rope. or whatever rope. And yeah, and then it had like something something Boise, Idaho. Those, those are really cool too. I really like when I find rope. I don't yeah. know what it is about rope and jute and bundles of twine. They're awesome. Yeah, that's you found that. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, back to okay. So you found those jeans. I, I just feel like, and do they? Did they call them jeans back then? Did they yeah. called them jeans? Uh, so that earlier than that, they called them waist overalls. Oh, okay. But that's like when a men's shirt was called a blouse. And oh, interesting. Things have changed a bit in terminology, but sure, they were jeans at that point. Yeah. So for those that are wondering, I, I mean, I'm not going to ask Eric to divulge like price tags or yeah, our spots if that you we have go something, to. Bring it in, and I'll, <laughs> then I'll yeah. tell you. But um, within, literally within, I, Eric had those, those denim, those, that pair of denim that he had was sold before we even probably made it 10 miles down the road. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when you find stuff, you literally only have it for like the day. Yeah. And then it's gone the next day. And it's going off to other um, shopkeeps. People mm -hmm. that have, people you know, their own place. Crazy collections. And, yeah. But that's, that's a cool thing about, um, and that's also a big reason as to why I'm appointment only is like all the stuff in my store, I, I could sell it like, you know, right now. Sure. Yeah. But instead of being here, 
You could be there. Oh, no, no. Open? Is that what you mean? No. Oh. I'm happy to be here. Okay, yay. Here <laughs> I just like, mean like, shoot. <laughs> um, like a lot of people ask me, like, how are you appointment only? Why are you appointment oh, only? Oh, got you. I, um, I'm sorry. Okay, got you. But it, it, it could just, like, that stuff is hanging there because it's the stuff that I like to keep around. Mm -hmm. um, but with all this clothing stuff, there's other people equally as nerdy as I am. Um, so it's as easy as, like, taking a picture of something. Right. And even just putting it on Instagram and then instantly people want it. Yeah. Um, especially because I like to give good deals. If I, if I, if I get something cheap, I'll sell it cheap for sure. Right. Oh yeah. I think I, I do the same thing too. And I think that's, that also is um, what people find appealing, you know, yeah. for certain, certain people that are dealing vintage, you know, they appreciate that. Yeah. And it's stuff. just kind of, <clears throat> but also uh, do you think that um, like all the items I'm in your shop a lot. I like to go in there. I, you know how much I love chambray. So anytime mm -hmm. I see that you have a picture of that, I'm always asking about it. Sometimes I can afford it. Sometimes I can't. <laughs> and I get that. Um, but also like the people that you sell to, like when I say the Pacific Northwest, like Oregon, Washington, mm -hmm. and then people, of course, um, overseas, Germany, yeah. Italy, whatnot, they must have some, um, a, a higher level of appreciation for your product, knowing that you don't have say 12 people a day coming through a manhandling. Exactly. Not that everyone manhandles stuff. That's yeah, not what I'm saying. It could be woman handling. It could be woman handling, or but any you know what I mean? Just like the flicking of the, of the hangers. I mean, cause I get yeah. that, you know, that we don't know what's on everyone's hands. Yeah. You know, we're, we're worried about masks right now, but Vintage I'm worried about ears are worried about hands. Yeah. I'm worried about right? ketchup on someone's yeah. fingernail. And I'm worried about <laughs> someone who thinks they can fit a jacket, but it's too small. And, <laughs> and they, they're still trying. They zip it up and you know, this yeah. zipper that's lasted since the twenties all of a sudden explodes. Yeah. Now you got to get that repaired. Yeah. By Period someone. Repair. Yeah. And yeah. Right. So um, a lot of those customers, especially overseas, um, they do appreciate that. And I, of course, Instagram is a nice tool for people right. to see that you have like good enough stuff to warrant yeah. buying a plane ticket and coming out or mm -hmm. getting in your car and driving 10 hours or whatever. But sure. I, I purposely only like sprinkle stuff onto there. Right. Oh, that, yeah. What so you put on your Instagram. I think that that's another tease, yeah. kind of thing out of respect for some of these people who are willing to, you know, buy a plane ticket every three months from Tokyo. Right. Fly to Seattle, rent a car, drive to Boise. Like you, they don't, if every single thing that I have was out there for available everyone, for the public yeah, every day, why would they, why would they? Sure. Come? I get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's, I don't know, it's, it's not like an exclusive club or anything like anybody can no. come, but making it appointment only kind of weeds out the people who wouldn't like it anyways. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think you weed out a lot of the people that maybe are just, oh, it'd be interesting to go in there yeah. and see. Or someone who stumbles in and thinks it's a thrift store. Right. And like, yeah. wait, what? That's not $4. 
Well, you I know, can tell like you just a pair of jeans. Thrift stores are, are awesome around here. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, go through thrift stores, but they definitely do not look curated like yours. So to yeah. make that should never be a mistake. Don't ever walk into bills and assume it's a vintage or a uh, thrift shop. Yeah. It's not. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's a great mindset. And I think that's why your customers from Tokyo um, like that about coming to your shop because they know, if you will, they're going to get access to the back room mm-hmm. where that stuff is. Yeah. It's like me. I get clients that, you know, don't travel from Tokyo, um, but they come from Utah. They come from Washington, California. And, yeah. you know, they'll ask me, is, is this what you have? And I'll be like, no. And if I, if they're a good enough client, you know, I'll let them come to my house yeah. and go through the garage and Same stuff where I have the other stuff. Yeah. So there, there is the, the people that, you know, we have that kind of relationship with. And I think that that's what they like. And that's why they keep coming back, making the trips. Mm-hmm. Right. So is there, has there been a outside of a denim piece? Has there been anything? I don't know. I know that you have a, a keen eye and a love for sweatshirts as do I mm-hmm. sweatshirts. Those like I, you've taught me a lot about, what to look for on sweatshirts and t-shirts. So now I know like when I'm out, I'm like, Oh, I, I know it had that little V stitch and the <laughs> band on the bottom looked a little bit wider. <laughs> yeah. Is this a good one? And you'll yeah. be like, yeah. So good for you. And I'm, and if I am finding those there, you know, it's for you. I, I mean, unless I thought it could absolutely fit me, then it would be for me, but you know, That's cool. I, it's nice that I can look for that stuff now. So is there like maybe a, a really amazing sweatshirt that you found. What's the highest price sweatshirt you've sold? You want to tell us that? Can you do that? Oh yeah, sure. Um, I you guys are going to be sh- pretty shocked. Sweatshirts. Um, and why are they so popular? Why is everyone digging sweatshirts so much? You know, like everyone likes them. Really, really, really crazy ones have mm-hmm. been popular for a long time amongst people who know why they're crazy. Okay. But the ones like that you're talking about, yeah. like the V-stitch ones mm-hmm. and other 50s and 60s yes. ones are gaining so much popularity and so much value right now. Yeah. Like, you know, one that I would have sold five years ago for 50 bucks. Now it's like, eh, like I got to get like 225 out of that. Right. Just because of like how many people want it. It would be yeah. dumb to sell it for 50. Well, Yeah. But I think the most I've ever got for one, probably like twelve or thirteen hundred. But it was like a two thousand dollar sweatshirt. So I I like to. It was one I got for cheap. Okay. And a good friend of mine wanted it, so I was happy okay. to extend a deal. And then sure, he can make some money off it if he wants, or feel like he got a good deal and enjoy it. And I know that when you're selling to um, friends that are also shopkeeps of their own. I try to be cognizant, cognizant of that as well. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure everyone's got their, their gap. Yeah. I mean, it would really suck if you sold that for two grand and yeah. the guy imagine could only if, flip it for 2010 yeah. or something, you know, that would suck. Imagine if some of the doors we knock on, Yeah. Like, imagine if they just wanted the exact amount that you would want. Right. It just wouldn't. Yeah, no, I would it buy something out. to be nice and thank them for yeah. their time, but like right. you're not gonna just buy every single cool no. thing. Yeah, same with all these people that have stores and mm-hmm. places that can charge more to the public. Like mm-hmm. 
in Boise, if I was open to the public, not very many of my things would sell. And that's no. fine. That's that, totally fine. Yeah. But, you know, in New York or LA or Tokyo or. They definitely would. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They would be blown away by the price. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I might as well just have those customers come yeah. to me. Yeah. I think, I, you know, there's something about, you know, a place that's open by appointment only too. I, I think that it, it adds to the allure of, of the spot. Yeah. You know, and it's people always like bring in beers or like a mm -hmm. bottle of bourbon and yeah. you know, you just like sit around and hang out for a bit. And that way, if you do have questions or you want to hear a story about where that garment came from, I'm just sitting there. Right. You know, I don't have to have employees that, um, I don't know. Do you want me to call him? Like, yeah, it's just me sitting there. I love talking about it. So yeah. And if you have an appointment and you don't buy anything and you don't even drink beer, mm -hmm. you still might have fun looking at shit. Well, yeah. I, you know, I think I probably offer up stories and chit chat more than my clients probably are <laughs> even coming and looking for. They're like, but shut up, they're lady. Like, what? I didn't really want to know where the workbench came from. I just want I just want to buy this, <laughs> you know, but I, I, I get so, God, the stories, you know, from the hunt. Mm hmm. And then maybe we've spent time with this 95 year old man that graciously led us onto his property. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want to share that story again? Yeah. People think I, I'm lying all the time. Oh, and I know. It's like, no, look, no, dude, seriously. Like I took a video with my yeah. phone because I knew you would think <laughs> right. I was lying. Yeah. Like there's a lot of unbelievable stuff happening. When oh my gosh. I know. You don't know if someone's going to like knock, knock, knock. Are they going to answer with a gun pointed at mm -hmm. me or are they going to ask if I want muffins because they just made some come on. Right. In? Yeah. It could be. Yeah, definitely. It's a 50, 50 for sure. And I must be weird. Cause I, I like it. Yeah. I, I mean, rejection that. only makes me more motivated for the next door knock. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay. Except that one a couple weeks ago. Oh, that one didn't motivate you. <laughs> no, that didn't motivate me. Save that one for all. another day. That's another day. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Janet. All right. <laughs> So oh, that one really got you. Yeah, it did. <laughs> mm -hmm. That did that ate at me for a while. Yeah. So who's your farthest traveled client? That be Tokyo. Ooh, I wish I was better at geography. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's name. The, how about give me three top countries that. You know, like what country? Well, countries? there's uh, people from Thailand, people from Korea, people from Italy, people from Japan. Um, kind of like everywhere that you would expect might have okay. somebody interested in. Yeah. That. So, your most frequent client to come to your shop. Is from Boise. <laughs> well, friends. yes, but, but okay, country. Um, I have a, a lot of friends that come from like LA a lot, or right. Portland, or okay. Seattle, or whatever. But um, people who travel far, mm -hmm. uh, definitely Tokyo. Okay, and Fuji. Okay, oh like, Fuji, like the Fuji Islands. 
No. Like Fuji? Isn't that Fuji? Fiji? Fiji. Fuji? Oh, Fiji. Fuji. 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 Yeah, Fuji. Fuji, like Mount Fuji. Is that Fuji. water? Like Fuji water? Below, yeah. Fuji. Mount Fuji. Jesus, Catherine, like, get it together. Uh, yeah. It's been like a day. Below Mount Fuji. Mount, Fujiyama. okay. Oh, wow. Um, so that's like. I've know, embarrassed myself I don't know if that's my further. kids by that geography oh, lesson yeah, there. Right. They wouldn't have known either. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, you know, Fiji water, Fuji <laughs> yeah, mountain. I was like, Fuji? But. Okay. I don't wow. know if that's further than Tokyo or not. Yeah, I don't know either. I'd have we'd have to look at a map. But uh, it sounds a friend far. of mine comes from there it's a, every it's three a plane months. Trip. Wow! Every okay. three months he comes. Um, COVID uh, fucked that up a little bit, but sure. he has still come out during this. Yeah, and then he has to go home and quarantine for fourteen days, but he uses it as a way to. Get all these clothes steamed Inventory and them. Yeah, and get them all ready for what he wants to do. Figure out what he wants for himself or his kids or whatever. And then, so, mm -hmm. you know, it's not that bad to quarantine when you're surrounded by a bunch of stuff you like. No, that's, no, that sounds pretty You had pretty a day of it good. yesterday. I did. I did have a day of that yesterday. Yeah, exactly. It was a day of, you know, that, hey, everyone needs that. And I think that if you're making a trip to go buy some super amazing vintage clothes and the worst thing you have to do is stay at home and fiddle around with them. Jeez. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty rough life. Yeah. <laughs> so you and I have talked about, we've talked about this quite a bit and you probably get hit up way more than I do on it. I get the people that come in and will see something that I have that I think is pretty amazing, mm -hmm. but I know it could be fairly common too. Maybe it's in really good shape, but they'll ask me the whole thing about it. Mm. And then they'll say, oh, and they'll want to know the price. And we go through the whole thing. And I'm super eager. I'm just excited that they're asking all these questions. And then, they'll be, oh, my grandfather has one just like that. Yeah. You know, and now I know what it's worth. So I could put it on. And I'm like, I'm going to follow you home, Facebook club you over market. the head and <laughs> yeah. take it. Yeah. What um, else does he got? Yeah. What else does he have? But I know for you, you know, there's, I even hesitate to say youngsters, but there are people much younger than you. Mm -hmm. 10 years, 12 years younger than you. Yeah. There's kind of wanting to dabble in the game. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, you and our other friend, Eric on the block, you know, get a lot of people that I'm sure it's respectful for sure. It's respect because they know, you know what you're talking about, but they, you know, hit you up with a picture. They want to know quickly. What's this worth? What's this worth? What's this worth? Yeah. Or even what is this? Well, yeah, what I, I saw this. What is it? And you're like, oh god, if you don't even know. Yeah, but I, back I, I try to, I try to be patient with it because, mm -hmm. of course, you know, not you had a spot where you had to learn. But I would learn by like <clears throat> research. Not even that. Just like buying it, and then just uh, if someone wanted it, I'd be like, oh, that they wanted that. Okay, so and, and maybe and if you they might didn't look for want it, it I'd be like, God, why the fuck did I buy this thing? And like, shove right. it in a box and put it in the attic. Or yeah. But now, um, and again, it's because of Instagram. People I've never oh, met gosh, in my I life. Know. Hey, I found this. What is it? And I'm like, oh, it's You're like, like block. a shirt from the <laughs> '50s. Oh, cool. What's it worth? Um, and you know, I try sometimes. Sure. I have I have this conversation with a bunch of my friends that get the same messages yeah. and literally every day I wake up and I have some of these and it's like, mm -hmm. if it's something really cool, I'm like, Oh man, it's worth like 300 bucks. I would, I, I would love to buy it for right. 200. Sure. Like, Oh no, like you said, it's worth 300. I'm going to put it on eBay. 
Oh gosh. What? Now so, you're like block. I'm blocking you. Yeah. Don't contact me again. If it was a friend <laughs> yeah. or something, but it's just like strangers that like, oh, this guy might know what it is. I'm going to literally use him for what? Like, yeah. You know, what if you sit in on some culinary shit? You pay like 500 bucks yeah. an hour. Heck yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. It's just like kind of a weird time for, like you said, it's like these young. Yeah. It's like they want to know. I don't know. I mean, everyone has to have a, a safe place to learn. Yeah. For, you know, and but everyone else has to fuck and up. And I get it. But prior to internet and Instagram and all that, you, it was trial and error, error learn. It was yeah. you, like you said, um, someone saying, gosh, I really like that. Oh, really? You want to buy it? It would have been bucks? these, you know, these Whatever. kids, yeah. these same kids who are gouging yeah. for info would have been, you know, maybe showing up with a rack of clothes at a flea market, mm -hmm. trying to sell them. And then at the end of the day, they would see like, okay, this must suck. Right. Why didn't anyone buy it? And eventually they would figure out it's too new or it's just mm -hmm. dumb or right. too common or. Yeah. But instead it's just like, oh, I could just annoy someone I'm never even going to meet. Do it right <laughs> and, now. And ask them figure this for out. the info. So it's like. Yeah. Well, we're in, I think it's just, this is probably a whole different kind of topic, but we're, it's, it's the time of instant. Yeah. You know, everything needs to be instant, instant, instant. and lazy and yeah. And, and some laziness because I mean, if all you have to do is type in vintage denim shirt, images are going to come up of something remotely close to what they might have in their hand. Yeah. But back in the day when we didn't have that, it was just a lot of, Hit and miss. Yeah, you'd go to a swap meet yeah. or you would buy a catalog from some expert. Sure. And then he would get money mm -hmm. because he put together this catalog with right. info he learned the hard yeah. way. So I don't know. It's clearly a. But you have, I, you do have the every now and then the, the person that feels very grateful. Yeah. And w might send you a bottle of whiskey or the next time they're in town. Mm hmm bring you something or, you know, some of those may even pay you a consulting fee, which exactly. is awesome. Sometimes like the, some of the, like the people who are like, you know, <laughs> instead of like, what is this? What's it worth? Right. They're like, Hey, I'm sorry to bug if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. um, if you have any idea what this is, I would love to learn about it. And then when it's some, someone like that, yeah, like, anything I want to learn, know about it, know. I'm happy to share. Yeah. And then oftentimes those people you know, Venmo you 10 bucks. Like, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. And that's like, what's nice. so hard about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, if you're going to, if someone wants to start a business, many of them will go to a website or a group that specializes in helping you start your business and you're going to pay for that consulting fee. Yeah. So I think with anything, even if it's raggedy clothes mm -hmm. or a greased out workbench, you know, it's people's time. And, you know, we've taken a lot of time to um, go far and dig through some gross stuff yeah. to find these really cool things. And so it's, it's nice that, you know, you can be, if you will, tipped for the, yeah. for the help. Right. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, hey, and 10 bucks, it's a burger. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, nothing Can't wrong hurt. with that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I know 
I always laugh because I always expect a text from you or Jay early in the morning. Jay of um, painted, painted. Is it painted by Jay? Painted yeah. dot Jay? Painted by Jay, right? Painted, painted by Jay. Painted by Jay. Jay Smith. Sign painting Jay. The sign painter. The amazing sign painter. I don't know. I feel like sign painter sort of somehow, I don't know, minimizes what he does because he's really good. But anyway. We have this little text chain and I hesitate to like delete it because I'm really good at deleting texts. I just like don't want to see them anymore. Mm -hmm. So I clear them out. But inevitably, at least one time a day, mm -hmm. someone is saying, hey, just drove down this yeah. spot. It's definitely a go back to, oh, you know, actually reminds me. Right. Sorry. That's OK. Totally. Yeah. About the appropriate interruption. But that's where we should go tomorrow. OK. The places that you. Yeah. Text us about, it. okay, we could do that oh, too. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Or Jay will be, you know, in his old job because congratulations to our buddy Jay. He's just made a big decision in his life. He quit his job and that's yeah. what this is about. This podcast, you know, about people who've left their corporate jobs or left a job to pursue um, something very amazing that does help curate Boise. And that's exactly what he did. And so we're super stoked. Episode. We were yes, we were talking trying about to get him. him to quit his damn job. We're like, quit your job, quit your job, yeah, quit your it job. Worked. And yeah, that that little <laughs> mantra, it worked. And Jay is now a self-employed painter dude. Yep. But anyway. I'm sure he'll do great. Yeah. So we we have that text chain and we're always like, hey, there's this property here. There's this property there. We definitely need to go back. And inevitably, one of us will bop back over there and be like, okay, yeah, we all need to come back. Or, mm -hmm. oof, we knocked on the door and... It's a big, like, slam. Yeah. You know, you hear the big thug yeah. or the grouchy face. It's like, no, what? please go away. Yeah. Like you said, why are you here? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that, right? I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of, of that. Yeah. What's the farthest place that, I know that you went back to the Midwest. What's the mm -hmm. farthest place in the United States that you've traveled or found a pair of, I always want to say a pair of jeans, but yeah. it could be like a coveralls. Denim, denim shirts. You find a lot of really awesome jackets and stuff. So where in the United States has been like um, a good honey hole? I found a store in South Carolina mm -hmm. that um, I was out there driving around looking for old stuff. I found a store in South Carolina that had clearly been abandoned since like the late 50s. Oh, geez. Oh, that's right. You told me about that. It was like right on a railroad track yeah. in a very small town, like one intersection. And. Oh, man, sorry. No, go for it. No, uh, don't. You're watching me. I'm just trying to keep tabs on our time. Um, but yeah, it was it was a really cool little tiny town. And it was. I tried to find the owner. I knocked on every single door to a house in that town. Which is good. That's good practice. Oh yeah. I, I mean, didn't want to just blast. Yeah, I mean, we've come a lot across a lot of places where we're like, Oh no, one's answering, but we do try to make every effort yeah. to go to all the neighbors. And one of the people said, what, what store? Oh, and it was literally like, Never across mind. the street, like <laughs> Gosh. 20 feet away. Wow. But I went in and, um, you know, it was just 1950s, Jeans and shirts and stuff just folded up with the price tags sitting on a shelf. And that's called dead stock. Yes. 
yeah, a bunch of dead stock stuff hanging out and like no one wanted it. Wow. No one ever wanted it. So Jeez. that was cool. And that was probably the furthest because that's about as far as you could get. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, all yeah. over the place and definitely going to go everywhere in between. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've talked um, a little bit about maybe grabbing Lindsay mm-hmm. and Chaz, mm-hmm. um, my son, um, and doing a a roadie trip. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'd love for that to happen. Um, we Even both this- have friends across the U.S. that, you yeah. know, are always looking at, which is great, too, because I know I do. I know you do always have people that are like, oh, my gosh, Catherine. Oh, my gosh, Eric, you got to yeah. This is what I saw. This is what I found, you know. Yeah. Which is good. Got eyes everywhere. Yep. It'd be fun to even do like the, I mean, they're pretty played out, but go to like Brimfield or something. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. Dig a little deeper than the average customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been in some pretty gnarly places. I'm not, I'm not scared to go into any place. Me neither. I, have, I don't think I've we've fallen ever through the floor. I think I've, I'm more scared stepping on a nail. That's Eric's usual thing that, hey, watch the nails because I'm always wearing like my gross vans or something. And I always, yeah, <laughs> have boots on. on. Nails. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Especially when it's snowy out. Or I bang my head, which is Oh, yeah, you do that a lot. do that a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, gosh, I really appreciate you coming back for this third episode. The first episode, you know, I had you and Jay here. I was a little nervous. I was excited that I was starting something new. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really spend um, good quality time on on either one of you. So I, I feel really good and very happy to have you as a friend. And you're always willing to, I don't know. Go on adventures. Yeah. This is a podcast Likewise. is also an adventure. So Definitely. thank you. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, probably even more. And let's also, gosh, we didn't shout out like what we're drinking today. Powder House House. Yeah. Session Ale. This is a good beer. It's so good. It's very easy going. It is. It's a good, good beer and I like it. And we're going to, we're going to have to have these guys on here too. Yeah. With you. Sure. So yeah, we'll do that. I'll sit in. It'll sit in. I'll keep quiet because they can, know You can a crack lot. the beers for us. Yeah. I'll, All I'll right, everyone. <laughs> thanks, Eric. Hey, thanks for listening in to Curating Boise. Um, my next episode will have uh, Garden City Projects and Raw Hot Cycles. Thanks. This podcast is brought to you by Make Waves Media House. Make Waves Media House is a full-service video production company based out of Spokane, Washington, but does work all over the U.S., specializing in music video production, editing, director of photography services, motion graphics, and commercial work. With 20 years of experience behind the camera and celebrating seven years of business, Make Waves is here to create your high-quality videos at affordable prices. You can find them on Facebook at Make Videos Media House, on Instagram at make.waves.mh, or call them now at 509-991-3000. Attention Idaho and California residents. If you're shopping for a mortgage, contact PACFI, a mortgage brokerage with the top wholesale lenders in the nation. They're committed to simplifying the mortgage process saving you time and money. Call 858-442-7048 or visit pacfi.com. NMLS, hashtag 
1462943 an equal housing lender need a personal spa experience to relax and recharge your soul Soulease a personal spa and lifestyle boutique at Soulease you will enter into a relaxing environment you can rest in mind body and soul with a day spa experience discover world class skincare treatments using french and hungarian techniques organic and natural skincare along with modern technologies. Whether you're visiting them for one session or multiple, it will be a personal spa experience to relax and recharge your soul. Soulies is conveniently located near downtown Boise in the North End on North 28th Street, across the street from Lowell Elementary School. Follow them on Instagram at soul_ease_boise, Facebook at soulease. Also, check out their website at www.soul-ease.com. Call 208-994-1480 to reserve your next appointment. Okay, everyone, I have a super rad company that's sponsoring Curating Boise, Coffee and Supply Co. Looking for a new coffee experience? Try Coffee and Supply Co. located in Eagle, Idaho. It's family-owned and features a pour-over bar, a unique bites menu, including vegan and gluten-free options. Of course, it's all locally sourced. Mention Speak Boise and receive 10% off any food and beverage. Visit coffeeandsupplyco.com and tell them I sent you. Hey, thanks everyone for tuning in. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you want to listen to more episodes, please subscribe and give us a five-star review. To see how I'm doing my part in curating Boise, Check out my Instagrams at Savory N, that's the letter N, Sweet Ink, and at Salvage Sisters and Son. Tune in next week. Peace.